The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. whatever point of the day you have turned this podcast episode on, well, I hope you're well. I hope you're well. I hope you're well. I hope you're better than well. If you feel a little, um, well, not feel, but if you hear like you feel like you hear (laughs) a little like sniffle, it's because I'm channeling my inner Marilyn. And she cried a lot in that movie. Did you guys see it? Did you see it? Did you see Blonde? <gasps> oh. Okay. I have not done a Sigmund and Freud episode of WTF Landia Radio, although I fantasized about that early on in the uh, early days of this podcast. I thought we would do Netflix Fridays. So why not start today? (laughs) Why not start today on perhaps the best film that I've seen in some years? And that's just hands down. I'll get into why I think that. But let me tell you what. That film bought me all, all the emotions like all of them, a lot of things that I could uh, internalize, a lot of stories that feel like very likened to my own or like people just growing up in Hollywood, right? Um, wow. And we all envied Marilyn Monroe at some point, didn't we? We all thought, no, I know, it's like, you know, of course, you know, drugs and pills and sex and rock and roll and Hollywood is synonymous with, well, filmmaking and movie industry, but it really emotionally had me in there, like, oh my gosh, how crazy. Anyways, Anna de Armas who played 
Marilyn Monroe in the movie Blonde, featured on Netflix now in September of 2022. If you're listening in the future, uh, she, well, absolutely almost to a T personified Miss uh, Norma Jean. I mean, like, I thought I was watching Marilyn. In fact, there was times when I'm like, I'm not sure they didn't take this and pull it from, like, one of her films, right? And just show us, like, flashbacks. Which many times in film they do. But not the case. Not the case. And I can't, comes to find out, one of the producers on the film is none other than the Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt knows what he is doing. He's taking his skills from on screen and he is in there producing film and he's apparently been doing this for a while. Apparently sometimes he has a thing and dates some of the girls that he works with. I'm not sure. I think he was married for a while so I don't know that he did that. But I think he's doing, I don't know. I've heard he's dated several or a couple of uh, girls that maybe he was casting for some projects. But, um, I think he's dating, what's her name? They're, they're talking, there's like talks, Emily something, Rust something, Rust, Ravage, Rajav, Rajav, Rajavik. Rajav, Rajav, <laughs> and uh, I think he was dating Ella Purnell or something at some point. Uh, he has a type. They all have to be shorty wops and hot. If I'm you know, visually speaking. And I think, you know, solid. Actually, Emily Rastovic, I don't know how to say her name, but she just did a film that I saw on Netflix as well. It, I didn't finish watching it because it was like, no, I think you've, you've had enough. But I think she might have some skills too in acting. I don't know if Brad's casted her, if he was going to, and he decided to, you know, not mix business with, but I'm not sure. But Brad, you are doing it. I, 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 this is what I think. Since we're jumping right into it, I'm having my tea to keep my voice very Marilyn. If you get my drift, Mr. President. Okay, that's creepy. I mean, cringy. I know. But my voice does what it's going to do. It's at least not excited about some crazy news right now at this moment, which is good. It's nice to be talking about film and not like some catastrophe that's looming. Or ha- I mean, it's happening, but at least it's not alarming right now. There's nothing that I've read that's... Sh- oh, darn it. I take it back. I take it back. Coolio, according to my son, has passed away. And I have not been onto the Instagram. I shouldn't probably have said that because I don't want to say that somebody is gone and they're not so I'm going to verify that and just make sure that he's you know not or if he is and then then, uh, you know I don't know I pray that he's in a better place because gosh life is coming at us very fast isn't it Um, but yeah so anyways not, no, like, pressing news right now to report on in, in regards to, like, 
international news other than what we've already known and it's like ridiculous and yes coolio has passed away grammy award win winning rapper coolio is dead at 59 <sighs> well that's early that's young he died at the los angeles home of a friend longtime manager jerez posey told the associated press the cause is not immediately clear. I knew Coolio from L.A. Such a great guy in passing. And he always spoke to me. And he was very, very kind and very humble. And his presence on this planet will be missed. He made some great music. If you don't know who Coolio is, well, Gangster Paradise and many other songs... Um, that he uh, he created uh, in the 90s in the 80s and the 90s so uh, anyways that but rest your soul Coolio I hope he's another one of those one of those like artists that we were concerned about, you know, when it comes to like drug use, speaking of people with addictions, Marilyn and, and things like that. Um, you know, drug Hollywood, like I said, like I came in here, Hollywood has its, its appeal and it has its repulse, if you get my drift. And unless you have been involved in it directly, then you won't understand it. So watching Blonde was like peeling off a Band-Aid and re reapplying it and peeling it off for two hours and 45 minutes. It's a long film, but you know what? The the great thing about this film is I, I, I actually honestly think that it was a perfect length of time. I don't think that it could have been condensed any anymore. I think that we needed to have each of those eras in her life that were pretty poignant from what we know. Uh, laid out in such a fashion and so I think that each era took maybe 30 to 45 minutes 30 no well not not really but there's like four eras of like very important stuff that we needed to know about her one was her childhood growing up in Hollywood in fact my children my daughter was going to a charter school that would have been her orphanage that she was actually in and uh, they turned it into a charter school later so yeah fun fact um, but the same build the same everything in fact there was a portrait of her there at the uh, at the charter school crazy right still there in Hollywood the uh, home that they shot the film in still her home in somewhere in the hills of Hollywood uh, that is still existing Still the same layout, um, which is probably pretty wild for like Anna Diarmas mentioned that uh, it was kind of creepy to film there because if she she really embodied the character. If you if you watch the film on Netflix, then you'll probably agree that again she transformed herself into Marilyn Monroe Monroe Norma Jean like transformed herself so um but yeah she said that if she, when she was filming at the house 
Like she thinks that Marilyn was was heavily evolved, involved, and that if she had she didn't get it right, like things would come flying off the walls and stuff. I was like, wow, that's crazy. It doesn't shock me. I think spirits are real and things like that. Uh, presence and energy and and spirits and all that stuff are definitely, in fact, uh, in my opinion, real and uh, can linger. Uh, I suppose I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, so that's got to be crazy, <laughs> which is kind of like, sh- like when people are become an actor and they have to go and they have to study this character and they have to really dive into becoming that character. And then you kind of, can you leave it behind? Do they come on set and visit? Oh, you're going to get a lot of stories that yes they in fact sometimes do and wow like I would be pissed too I'd be like I don't want to do this again it's, it's, the band-aid's coming off like seriously the things that she had to go through from the relationship they highlighted some stuff that if again if you're especially if you're in Hollywood back in those days back in the 50s and 60s whenever she was around um think yeah wouldn't that be like wild like having first of all there wasn't a lot of and there still isn't up until recently up until women started to take their power and calling out bad behavior there was a lot of getting to the top via sleeping around and there were some scenes in there that I was like, oh my gosh, I have either heard of this scenario playing out or I have seen it or have been directly possibly involved in this exact scenario. There, you know, were some moments I'm like, oh my gosh. And I think it's just a thing. It's so dark and so deviant. And it's like, she was so special, almost so special that it's like, Wow, if anybody could be with her, like they'd be so lucky. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, the dark parts of it were that those people, the higher ups, were just drawing her around like a piece of meat. You don't see it when she comes on screen because she's an, uh, you know, an actor. She glows. She had something special. Still, you couldn't take that away. But what she had to go through to get there is what a lot of actually. What a lot of thespians and actors and actresses have done in order to get those roles in period. Now, whether they wrote about it in their journal and they'll release it into a book later, whether they'll go to their grave with it, or whether that'll be written into a film, um, you're going to find that a lot of people, especially who who spent a lot of years in, 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 in the industry, that is Hollywood, they're gonna they're gonna say this one felt like real for sure. Like even the two guys, um, Charlie Chaplin Junior and Edwards whatever, when another actor's famous actor at the time, his son. She was introduced to these guys and I, I think they were having um 
a homosexual relationship or something, or they were just Hollywooding it out where anything goes at times. And, uh, and they involved her in this three ring circus, let's just call it. And then there was like, and they spent a lot of time together because to be honest, they're three lonely people in an industry where everybody, every, every prom king and queen comes from all over the world to, you know, to make it. You know, they say, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like if you're look, if you're one of the better looking people from your school, you might have some aspirations to get to Hollywood and try to make it right. Or creative or, you know what I mean? Like usually that's what I, that's my best way to describe Hollywood is the prom kings and queens from global. They descend upon LA to drive, to go into to their cars and drive for seven hours or more a day from Santa Monica right back into Hollywood right back into Santa Monica for castings <laughs> and then into downtown for castings all day in one person per car which is why literally um, whatever you do in, in LA at this point invest in a smart car what they should be doing is buying back gas vehicles everywhere and replacing them with uh smart electric cars and that's just my opinion i know like a lot of people don't want to be controlled they want to fire up their gas guzzling you know fossil fuel vehicle and i get that i guess i understand that part but maybe you can do that but just put some make it be run by water or something because this stuff is just honestly not great for the planet it just really isn't carbon monoxide is actually good but but so much of it only right and then it becomes bad i think but anyways uh yeah so that's hollywood for you but the dark parts of hollywood are the who you know not what you know parts and if you're young and beautiful guy or girl you find yourself sometimes in situations where it doesn't overtly appear like you have to give it up to get the part sometimes it does and definitely back in Maryland's time it did it was like you went in there you had a meeting you knocked that thing out and then you had, came out with a part like she did like they depicted in that film but other times it's like oh let's go to the party let me introduce you something you go back in you do some pink cocaine that smells like strawberries or whatever that was and then you end up in precarious situations with double trouble. And so that little three-ring circus that she had, it just felt so real. Because I've seen it. Like, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it very vague because I don't want to say that I've experienced anything. Because I don't want you guys to look at with me those eyes. But I've seen scenarios that were very almost everything she's experienced in that film I've somehow understood in a very real way right it's like if you that's why I'm writing this memoir called uh, ratify my life lord it's ratify my life so um and it's a recount of my just everything my life really actually from my childhood into university into or high school into university into Hollywood into uh, 
marriage and family into singlehood now. And I, I would imagine that it'll go on until it doesn't go on anymore, but maybe I should probably get back to it because um, I'll write. I, I'll go through these moments where I'm writing and, and, and I have my, write, my book saved in my device, right? So I'll wake up at my phone and I'll just like start to, I'll remember something and so I'll be like, oh, I got to, you know, write it. So I'll just speak into the microphone and it types it out for me, which is really great. Thank you for uh, being so smart, phone. It's very much appreciated. So so I have like a book. I've got quite a lot of my book written, but I don't know that they took these. Anyways, back to the story. I don't know that they took these accounts directly from a journal from Maryland. I'll have to understand it more. I'll have to read it. Um, but my gosh. That girl, she was just looking for daddy the whole time. And the men, my gosh, were they ever vicious. Like, you needed to call them daddy. You needed to get beat. when She was like a superb actor and coming in like, I'm sorry I'm late, daddy. And then he was, DiMaggio whooped her A. And I'm like, bro, you ain't even cute, are you? And that's why. It wasn't cute. Most of the time, though, let's, go, let's just be straight. Most guys are hitting way out of their league when it comes to looks. You got to be very successful if you got a hot, hot toddy. But also, there's a lot of really gorgeous girls and not as many gorgeous guys, right? So, mainly guys that do well in life end up with the girls that are way out of their league. And they're just very average. But, but it makes sense because, well, they have done well for themselves. And that's kind of girls want security. So, I get that. And other times there's guys and I'm like, how did she get that? And I'm not going to, nope, I'm not going to come in between them. I'm not going to look because I don't want to start any problems. But he's very handsome. How did she get that? I would, So there is that, right? But I'm a one gal gal, one guy gal, one, yes, one guy gal. So I try, not, right now I'm just uh, focusing on, you know, Jesus, focusing on the Lord, to be honest. Because my interests are, are not local. <laughs> they are broad. <laughs> and very, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So, so that all that said is like, it made me start to realize that, um, that like the act of intimacy and how in that film, it just was so played out. It was almost like burnt out. You could see this star, this star, starlet girl who had everything, like, right? And had given everything away as well, right? Like, there was just nothing left of her. The way John F. Kennedy treated her, my gosh. I don't know what happened, but I can tell you what. It wasn't It wasn't right. It was dark. And then, and then, like, that's just, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I've, 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 I try to veer away from, like, judgment when it comes to that because I realize that people get married and their relationship gets boring and dusty and old and, you know, human nature says I want to do something different and, you know, spirituality says that you need to stay put and do things and understand things in a uh, 
way where you can you need to stay together and, and, and be faithful and things like that so it's not my place to judge however I do know that things should be running running a certain way and uh, you know I get that so I, I, I just see that you know I don't know what John F. Kennedy's and Jacqueline Anastas relationship looked like but if he talked to her Jacqueline like he talked he probably didn't because usually they don't talk to the wife like they do the mistress. But she just, they made her Marilyn. Like, I was thinking, ah, how's the health of her coochie, first of all? Because she's she, she been here, there, and everywhere. She had the double the double dose of the two guys, and I get that. Wow. Um, <laughs> but they felt, she felt like they knew her best because, you know, she, uh, they knew her by Norma Jean, and they knew her when she was getting started off. So I understand why that lasted, and 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 that was interesting. I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give too much up. Too much out. But um, yeah, like I, I just, I just basically it made me think of how irrelevant and how not precious sex can be when it's given and overdone and it's in in such a dark environment like Hollywood right it's so fraternal too that place my gosh Hollywood is so fraternal if you've if you've been with one person you've probably been with them all in the in, in essence right because of by proximity <laughs> by degrees of separation Right, some of the people that uh, that you know you've been with, they've been with this other person, they've been with this other person, this, this, and that, that, and it's very, very close and connect the dots because, well, it's the industry where every this is the parties that you're at, and this is the people that you're around, this is the people that you work with, and these people admire each other for being, you know, so darn gorgeous and talented, and so it happens. But my gosh, is her story ever sad? And was her cuda every ever played out? Like it's no wonder. And then having to like drink your sorrows away because you didn't didn't get the love that you probably deserved when you were a child. You know, we all basically know the story of Marilyn, so I won't give a lot away, but, like, um, alcohol addiction, I, I I had that addiction, so I can share that with you guys, because I've shared it before, and I have a problem with that, because I'm so grateful to be on the other side of it, and I can, am continuing, continuously great, great, grateful to be on the other side of that, because it was just such a nasty feeling like it just wasn't fun anymore like it started off well after college well after that well after my athletics and into uh that business into hollywood is when the alcohol and the 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 drugs started and the fast and the furious and it's such an awful feeling to like either go into the night getting more and more dark because you're blacking out and or relinquishing parts of yourself 
that you wouldn't have in order to like seize an opportunity you know and and then kind of have to play that part and see the thing about it is that there is that but then there's also girls who want to keep the sex work to them to themselves right and so they they go and they have call girl stuff happening and then they go to their auditions in the day and that way they can afford their their lifestyle they can afford to get in the car and drive it's just like paying for the relinquishing of your soul is like wild to me and this is me not me downing anybody's profession or choices, it's like not my my thing, not my issue. I've had my own stories that will again be shared, I'm sure, in some form, like or fashion, like in a very roundabout way. But um, yeah, like my heart really went out to her because you see this, and I said that we all kind of envied and. Maybe that's not the word, but we all admired at least. Everybody has some poster of Marilyn Monroe hanging up on their wall or a book, a coffee table book or like a screensaver or something. Or they follow the Marilyn, mini Marilyn Monroe Instagram pages because she was like absolutely stunning. But then again, there was, there's a lot of people were studying. There was just something special about her, something warm, something very chaotic about her eyes, but warm and very capturing, right? And so, like, that stuff translates. It just does. And Anna de Armas, my gosh. Here's, okay, so here's my Sigmund and Freud. Is that it? Sigmund and Freud? <laughs> Sigmund. You know, the two, like, movie critics. Anyways. Here's my here's my thing here's my thought. Brad Pitt will get a Oscar for producing the film. The film will grab all the major Oscars. Period. That thing got a round of applause from the Venice Film Festival for 14 minutes standing ovation, and it deserved it. Okay, that's just a segue into what we're gonna see here. That film will snatch every award because one again you cannot distinguish whether it's the real Marilyn or the fake one I'm like maybe that was a playback from back and nope it's her and it's like the mannerisms the voice a couple of times you got that she had an accent a Spanish accent a couple of times that's just me being very critical and and understanding film differently um but I think it was fairly obvious um when, but when she was sitting down with uh, the the writer that she married, but anyways, so there was a couple of times in that moment where you could hear the accent was maybe it was a late night shooting. You have to remember, f- films are shot at various points of the day, and uh, f- throughout the months, right? So sometimes weeks to months, these things are being filmed, and so you know, at some point, maybe she's just having one of those days where it was like accent wasn't the American accent wasn't shining. As right, but to be honest, there's not a lot of anything bad I can say about the film, the casting, the f- cinematography, the the colors, the the I feel like the camera during the uh, shot where she was in New York with the writer, like 
that felt like the 50s left like it felt like you were in that time so all that to say is that it was done very very well and I'm really happy that I uh that I watched it because uh again like I said it it did feel like it peeled back some layers but it also like felt like it uh it made us realize that, you know, like a girl so gorgeous, so beautiful, so much going on in her life could be so, so tormented. You know, she, she wasn't happy with herself. There was nothing about her life that said happiness and she, like you wanted for us on the outside we're looking at her films and her making films but that's it we're not looking at her her after cut happens right and so wow I think that it's gonna get uh, my my guy Adrian Brody he's so attractive in a weird way I like weirdos so that's my thing but I think he'll do I don't think I don't think that any, either of those guys will get the uh, supporting actor. I don't think, but best actress for sure, Anna Darmus. Look for her, and then she'll just she's a new, she's a new next she's the next star. She's the next new next best big thing. And to be honest, I don't know how she got where she got. She could be she could have gotten where she got based on pure talent alone. I mean, she's talented. There's no question. But my my point is is that first of all there is not a lot of luck there's preparation meeting opportunity or opportunity opportunity meeting some proposition uh but either way never envy anybody for their life because you never know how they got to where they got you never know which bits of their soul block that they've chipped off of to get to where they're going and so you know, be grateful for what you have and, and, and understand that sometimes, sometimes you are better off holding on to your morals. Later. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general 
general information only, and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness, completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.